rebels in the world, stand up. If you're a rebel on the grind, you don't care with their mind, hands up. They can't stop us or hold us back. We that new revolution, I told them that. If you win it, we ignite the path. All the rebels in the world, stand up. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Brave Podcast. My name is Connie Jacob and I am bubbling with excitement because I have Mark Champagne. That's why I am bubbling with excitement. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? I'm so excited to have you here, Mark, because even our pre-conversation, I'm thinking we need to be recording this because you are just an incredible wealth of knowledge when it comes to how to bring out our creative brilliance. And for those of you listening, you know that that's my goal for you is to bring out your creative brilliance and the ideas that you have to spark the world. And Mark, we were talking a little bit about your your book, Personal Socrates. I, I can never yes. say his name right. Socrates, yeah. <laughs> Socrates. I always feel so vulnerable when I say Socrates. Tell us a little bit about this book of yours. Yeah, I mean, it's a book. It's a book designed to stimulate reflection and introspection for for people. And I I use questions to do that and i use short chapters and and profiles of either people that are still around today you know like james clear or claude silver but then also names that anyone would recognize like coco chanel picasso maya angelou and so forth and and basically piggyback on their story and their work to then stimulate prompts for us to apply to our life it's not and it's not to say that you know you have to be a painter like picasso but you can leverage for example in his his chapter you can leverage the um a reflective practice of looking at your life through color phases just like picasso has different phases of his art there was a blue phase and a rose phase and there was reasons why those colors showed up and so forth so the book is really you know it's designed to either be someone's mental fitness or help upgrade their current practices to help people, um, you know, get clear and intentional with their minds so that, you know, we, we, we all thrive. There's just a beautiful ripple effect when our minds are healthy and feel good. Isn't that so true? And it was funny, we were chatting about, you had said something before about what if we could get everything right? I thought that's a fantastic question. Do you have questions like that in this book? Oh, I mean, there's, I remember when we, when I handed in the final manuscript, I was just curious. So I did a search on on like a question mark, and there I can't remember the exact exact number, but there are hundreds of questions uh, in the book. I mean, each chapter starts with a bigger question. Uh, for example, like Robin Williams is one of the profiles, and his is how you know what does it mean to be unapologetically me or myself. And that's the big question. But then as you as you go through and as the stories are kind of littered in and so forth, then there are, are sub questions that go a little bit deeper. Hence the Socrates link, because that essentially is the Socratic method um, playing it out. So so, yeah, I mean, the the goal and, and I, I often get asked like, oh, well, what's your favorite question or which chapter should you start at and, and so forth and and just, you know, coming back to your point about are there questions like that in the book? There are, but I would suggest that if you have the book or whether you're journaling or playing around with questions in general, like start wherever your curiosity takes you. Mm. For the book on my side, it's it's a, a quality question isn't necessarily the question itself. It's the relevance and the timing of the question that makes it really powerful. So, you know, a question for me, like, well, what what do I want for my life, which is one that saved me from a deep depression, 
may not be as important for you. You know, you might have already thought about that and, and something else is more significant. I like that so much because leading with curiosity, it's, it's something that we don't think we have permission to do. It's like, am I reading this book right? Am I, yeah. am I, am I doing my journal time right? Am I, do I have permission? I, I always say in my own morning retreat time, I call it a morning retreat because I don't oh, I like, like mornings. And I, okay. I just let do whatever makes my soul sing. Yeah. And I and like what's that. going to be bringing out the brilliance inside of me that day? And actually, I will be ordering your book. I, I as soon as I heard it, I'm like this book, these prompts and leading with curiosity, I think is so important because it is it's about what's relevant for you, where are you at right now and what's going to propel you to where you want to be. We were talking yeah. a little bit about what uh, how much thriving inside of ourselves and in our minds creates the ability to create great work. I was wondering if you could expand on that thought a little bit. Well, we're, you know, just to keep it super simple, we're either in two states of mind at, at, at any given time. We're either in a survival state where we, you know, you can feel fearful or anxious or you're ruminating about something and you're just essentially, you know, you know, we're unfortunately relying on our age old pro programming that kept us alive. That is now outdated programming. Um, and that's when, you know, you put on the news or, and you see the headlines or you start comparing yourself on social media with others. Like those are all emotions that just stimulate our bodies into that survival mode. And then we're stressed. Right. And there's, so there's no surprise that there's a lot of chronic illness happening right now because of things like that. And then the reverse state, though, is a beautiful state or a thriving state when you feel motivated or inspired or excited about the day. And I'm just of the general belief that we're just we're awesome humans and we deserve more of those thriving state days than the others. Not to say that we're always going to be, you know, like rainbows and butterflies every day. But again, I would I would say that we deserve to be feeling good more days than not. And what happens, and we've all experienced this at some point, you know, when you're feeling good and when you're doing something that you're in a flow state where, you know, time slows down and you're just, you know, you're really, uh, you know, into the work or into wh whoever you're speaking with and so forth, that things just start to happen. You start to yeah. see the path, right? It's like, oh yeah, well, obviously I need to go here or someone shows up and it seems like, oh, where did you come from? But they're so aligned with what you're doing. I mean, that's not by accident. It's all there. Mm. It's just when we're in those thriving states, what happens in our minds is we're we're blowing out some of that mental clutter so we can see it, right? And it's just, it's just like a physical room. If you jam a, a room full of boxes, floor to ceiling, and then have to go in there and find something, you're going to get there eventually, but you have to empty out the whole room and it takes time. It's aggravating. It's frustrating. Our minds are no different because we collect the emotions. We collect the relationships. We collect the looping thoughts. And if we don't take any time to release some of that stuff, then it's really hard to seek the, you know, find the answer or find the path and so forth versus just working every day, just a little bit, you know, like in your morning retreat time, just, mm organizing the mind and tap and checking in with ourselves and questions are just you know for me at least i'm biased they're they're a beautiful way to do that well and they are because i think we don't know how to lead ourselves we don't know 
how to bring our, ourselves from a, say, a striving or even surviving mindset to a, a flourishing one, a thriving one. Actually, it's interesting. I work within the science of flourishing. That's my whole uh, mental yeah. health background. And it, you're so right. When we flourish, when our mind flourishes, the things that we put our, our task to, our hands to, they can materialize. Yeah. We were we were we talking feel good. and we feel so much better. It's actually fun <laughs> to do these things, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> I get to do this. Yeah. yeah. We were talking a little bit about constraint and uh, just a lot of the people that I work with, you know, they work in nonprofit. They love to help people. They want to make a difference in others, but they're struggling with we don't have enough money. We don't have enough time. And you had some great thoughts there. I'm wondering if you could unpack a little bit for the audience. Yeah. Well, I mean, and these are the, the I'm again, you know, just I have a, a, a favoritism to the, these groups of people because they're just, you know, their work is so important. And if there's, there's a group that I can help through, you know, one question or a practice, then, you know, it lights me up because of the work that they're doing. And for me, it's just how, how can we how can we approach a challenge or a situation where you know we have a lot of potential impact from first at least a state of unlimited possibility and i've learned this from many different interviews uh through through my own show and one of the chapters in my book um, a billionaire entrepreneur the nicest man i've ever met naveen jain and and he he really taught me this one and 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 it's about how do we think from imagine from an imagine if perspective, right? And so same thing, like when you're starting to ideate on a, on a situation, instead of starting with the constraints or the limiting beliefs, right? Same thing with our, our ourselves personally. Why don't we start with imagine if everything went right or imagine what is possible if everything goes right and just start writing that out. Like what would be happening? What you know, who would be there? How would, how would you be feeling? What kind of things would take place? And just allow your mind to breathe and dream a bit because it's not to say, again, it's not to say that everything that you write out will happen. And it's not to say that, you know, we're living in a, you know, a fairy tale land where there are no constraints, but at least start from a place of possibility and opportunity. And then you'll be surprised at what surfaces that would have never surfaced if you started from a place of of lack. And then you can start shaping it like, okay, so I'm going to go down this track. Um, let's be realistic here. How can we do this, right? And and continue to push and continue to, to be curious and ask questions. Because another thing I learned from Naveen Jain, um, I asked him, I said, Naveen, like, how is it that you're involved in multiple billion dollar businesses? And he said, well, Mark, to be to run a, a billion dollar business, you have, a, have to solve a billion person challenge. And to do that, you have to be so clear and, and, and just so convicted by your own mission and vision of what's possible that when you speak about it, people around you, the best people in the world want to be on that team because they can feel it and see it. And I can guarantee he's not starting and selling people on that vision from a state of, huh, we can only do this because we only have, you know, this amount of money or this amount of time. And then all of a sudden, all of this opportunity starts to unlock. Because then someone from some halfway around the world or whatever says, oh, I can help there. And now, now all of a sudden you don't have that limitation, right? Yeah. 
And it just starts with a question. Imagine if it all went right. <laughs> like this, this is available to anyone. We can do this right now together. Yes. What, 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 what's possible? Yeah. This is great. Imagine I love if. This. Imagine Let's put if. Imagine if in front of anything. Yeah. I just even wonder if, if those listening right now, just use this as a prompt, even where you are right now, even if you're driving, just to think, what if, imagine if, and then fill in the blank and, and maybe come back to this tomorrow morning or tonight when you journal, really think about this. Cause this is a, a moment. This is a moment for people to pause We we are, I actually wrote in my journal this morning, we don't create because we're afraid we're afraid. So we consume because we mm -hmm. don't think we can create. And oftentimes we consume so much information. We listen to so many podcasts. We read so many books because we don't think that we can create. So I'd love to encourage the listeners to just pause and think about this for yourself instead of just, oh, that was fantastic. Wow, I love that Mark guy. He's amazing. To really just think about this for a moment. Take, take that moment and, and come back to it if you have to, because it is important. Well, but and I, the coming back to it is is a good one. I'm glad you brought that up because this is this is a practice I use quite often, and it's write write that question in your notebook or journal or journaling app, whatever you're using, park it there, and then just set it in a place that the first thing you do when you wake up, have your glass of water, go to the washroom, whatever it is, but then answer the question, and you'll be amazed at what comes up in a matter of letting your mind just kind of work on it while you're sleeping and so forth. Uh, it's I learned that from a um, a well-known writer for Esquire magazine, Cal Fussman. He's the opening chapter in the book, actually. And he told me, he said, you know, whenever I'm, I was writing a, a really challenging story, it's like I never started from a blank mind. So I wouldn't just stare at a, you know, blinking cursor on on my laptop. Instead, I would write down in a notebook what do I want to say and then go to sleep. And then the first thing upon waking, answer that question. And all of a sudden the stuff just starts to flood out. So it's the same principle. And it's, 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 I mean, you can use whatever question you would like, right? And you just let your mind form the connections. Like our minds are beautiful things. We just need to let them fire. It's so true. I love that idea. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to order yeah. your book. I'm awesome. going to pick, I'm going to let my curiosity lead me to the question that I feel is for me right now. And I'm going to, to let it simmer overnight. I'm going to journal it the next morning. I think that's a fantastic tool. Cause I think again, a lot of people, they just don't know where to start. So there's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. I love that. I do have one final question for you, Mark. I would love to, to know, and I'd love my listeners to know why does this matter to you so much? Where does this come from? This desire to create and ask meaningful questions? Well, I've just, I've been practicing uh, journaling or mental fitness for probably about 14, 15 years now. And really, really over the last five years, went into a whole other level, making it, you know, my, I guess you can say my full-time focus and, and job and so forth. And I, I've, I've had to live it. You know, like you'll see when you read the intro in the book, I mean, I left the corporate space to create a mental fitness app, a specifically a guided journaling app at the time where those didn't exist. And we reached a lot of people, 86.9 million people in the first couple of years with that app. But within the same year, 
the business itself wasn't working and I had to delete that app and shut down that business. And that, you know, I, I alluded to this earlier, that th- those moments were the hardest moments of my life. And it was one question that paused what I could feel was a deep depression that I was, you know, sitting into. So I felt it. I felt what one question could do because it saved me. And then it led to another set of questions. Then it led to, okay, well, these questions being supported by gratitude practices, journaling, breath work, whatever, you know, at the time that I, the least that I needed to, again, put my mind in a thriving state so that I could think about a plan moving forward versus being in the fear loop of how are we going to afford rent or groceries this month i don't have a plan right now is my two-year-old picking up on the stress in our in our house right now that you know this is a first for us like things like that real world challenges right but if i stayed in that state there's no way it could come come to a clear roadmap so this is I, so I felt it and and that's where you know even though the app financially didn't work out um i could feel the the work itself obviously there were enough people interested in the prompts and the, and the content so that's how the the book came about that's why i continue to host the podcast uh behind the human it's been five years now every week there's an interview coming out and so for me the, the purpose is is to really well demonstrate that we're all one question away from a completely different life at any point or we're one question away from a completely different mood or mindset at any point in any given situation. And if I can provide enough stories and enough perspectives that, you know, okay, maybe the the chef will enjoy the Michelin star chef interview or perspective, or the artist will, you know, resonate with Picasso or the writer with Maya Angelou, that they're just all narrative or door openers to the same practices and the same modalities but it's the story and that's why I do, you know, what I do and, and try to make, make this stuff as available as possible. Wow. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. That just moved my heart and to know where it comes from just makes it so much more meaningful for me. I know for the listeners as well. And so I just want to thank you so much for your time to come on here and share, share the gift that you are to the world. I really do see you Thank as you, such Connie. a gift, Mark. Uh, you inspire me daily without you maybe even knowing it. And I'm a big fan. And we're going to look forward to seeing more from you. I'm going to order the book actually as soon as we as soon as we get off our podcast. And I'm going to encourage everyone listening to get this book because you're only one question away from a different life. That's fantastic. I think that's a fantastic way for us to end. And so everyone keep being brave. And thanks again, Mark. Thank you, Connie. This is a real, real honor. 